Okay. This is episode 71 of... We're Animal. right by Highway 71. We're right by Highway 71. We're right by 183. Did you plan this? This is episode 183. Did you do... Eric, did you do this? This is episode you said, 35. You said 180... Uh, <laughs> uh, different show. Uh, we're at uh, Radio East, and last time we had uh, Mum Foods BBQ, and we talked oh, about... Okay. Uh, you guys know each other for 25 years. Talked yeah. about Satanic Panic, Web Rings, Penny Arcade, uh, Stinky Wary, and the March of Technology. But that was all last time. Good morning, Gus. Yo. I forgot to mention guest books when I talked about how shitty guest the internet books. used to be. We should have an Anima guest book. Oh, that'd be great. That you can Did you sign. visit our website? Did you visit? Oh, that's sign such a good here. idea. God, that's such a good idea. I, yeah, well, I, I, I should do more with that anarchymeanything.com. Is a, yeah. Oh, we should just do a guest we book. Should, we should do a 1998 style mm-hmm. <laughs> that's website. That's such a good idea. Yeah. That is such a good idea, I know to the audience it's going to sound like we planned this or something. No. This is spontaneous. No, this is really Can we really have like a... Like what was before PHP BB? Uh, man, I was like, I don't know. What? what? That's that. I mean, that's what we started with Rooster Teeth. I don't remember. I guess we could do that. Can we just have like a little forum? Yeah, I mean, PHP BB and was a guest book. Yeah, that's awesome. An under construction animated GIF. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> yeah, is this the first place we've been a repeat customer of? Like, because we did the other radio, we did right? the other one. Yes. So we've done two. Uh, t- yeah. Two of the establishment. Uh-huh. There's, there haven't been any we others that we've done. Epic. That. That's right. We did yeah. two epics. Mm-hmm. You're right. So that was the first. I feel like there, was there another? No. We've, have we done Houndstooth yet? There's a thousand no. of those. We did Houndstooth, we, we didn't did, we? We did one of them, oh. but we haven't done yeah, more yeah. than okay. one. Okay. Uh, no, but we're at Radio East, and this is uh, a place you guys have never fucking this been is, before. This isn't East. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're by the airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about as east as it gets. I mean, any, yeah, any but easter nobody, and you're in a different city. I feel like nobody in Austin would look at this on the map and go like, yeah, that's East Austin. Yeah. We are. <laughs> They'd be like, that's a fucking no man's land. Where the fuck are they? It's like in the middle of a bunch of industrial parks, like just warehouses. I see white cap construction and safety supplies. I think Calendar Club used to be down the yeah. road from here a little bit. I was bit. about to say, if you lived in Austin in the 90s and early 2000s and you had a part-time job, Calendar Club is right there. You remember it. Yeah. That's where you worked. Um, it's a... They're, 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 like Jeff said, this was a no-man's land for a long time, just a bunch of industrial parks. Our our servers used to be hosted not too far, a little up the road from here. The call center used to be a little down the road. But, I mean, it's really... there's. There's nothing to do, or there was nothing to do out here. That's why it's so strange to see Radio East. There were three things over here, right? There was a McDonald's, still is. There was Happy Taco. Yeah. And then there was the post office. (laughs) And those are the three things to do on Burleson back in the 90s. We we may have mentioned this before. That is the most intimidating-looking post office in the world. It (sighs) is just like pure government, brutalist architecture. There is (sighs) nothing. I mean, it is... People aren't nice. People, ref- and people reflect the architecture. Yeah, it's a, it's really a, a, a testament to uh, to government work. It's amazing. It's still open. Hey, I uh, so I was. Uh, Did they move that McDonald's? I'm sorry to. No, I think you. it's still there. No, no, but like they moved it because they moved Burleson, or Drosset. Did they move Burleson? Because it used to intersect with Ben White a little differently. Think so. And then they moved the street, so like it used to crossover and then they moved where it intersected Ben White like down a little bit because it used to be a really a much more dangerous intersection yeah it was pretty uh, we'll have to drive over and look at that after this because anyway. I don't remember um, I was listening to an old episode the other day which I never ever do I never listen to myself in content don't look back uh-huh. yeah I'm not I hate I hate it I, I start to second I, like most people do I start to second guess my own career when I hear myself talk and I hear things that I say that sounded funny or insightful and then I hear me say them and they sound stupid and weak yeah uh, 
so I tend to avoid it. But for whatever reason, I wanted to listen to this. And so I, I put on an episode the other day. It, it just happened to be the one where we were on South First. I don't remember the name of the coffee shop. Once Over or Once... Like, oh, yeah. like the one we did the other day, well, like the, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, right okay. by the water. Yeah. Where we were, yeah. That episode, we were eating sticky buns at the yeah. beginning. The little... Do you remember yeah. you had the day? I, I, I got my 50% off, yeah. I now, because of that promise, I will never eat on camera Oh wow! You, again for the rest of my life. Did you listen to it and you said this is too much? I hated it. Wow. I, the first, like, five minutes, it was fine after we finished, but I, like, oh, I get it. I'm so sorry. I was so stubborn about that for so many years, but I finally grossed myself out. Okay. I can't ever... That's why when I said, like, I'm going to... I'm gonna destroy this taco before I pick up the microphone. Yep. We had there, yeah, there's a Veracruz taco truck here. Yeah. We all got a, a taco. <laughs> so still, still the best tacos in Austin. So good, so love good. them. That Migas Poblanas taco is so fucking good. It's so their green sauce is so good. Their red sauce is scary. It's great. Not so, oh, it's great. They have an El Traditional, which is like bean and cheese and egg and bacon. And let me tell you something, man. There need to eggs and refried beans need to go together more often. So good. Such a great combination. What the fuck were you guys talking about at length walking away from the Veracruz about oh. Jesus Christ. Like oh. I was I was near the conversation, didn't know where it started, well, couldn't find the edge to so get in. The the way it worked when we ordered the tacos, um we all walked up there. Well, first we ordered the coffee, the, the taco trucks outside. And I asked Eric if he wanted a taco because I was going to go get them. And then Eric said he would just come with us. And yeah. so all three of us went. And then the way it played out was Eric walked up to order first. Then Jeff ordered and I ordered third. As you were paying, Jeff asked me, why didn't you order in Spanish? Because in the past, in other, other times we'll go to like a taco truck, I will order in Spanish. Well, sometimes. I also feel like if you order in Spanish at, a, at that place, you're going to like, you're going to level up your food a little bit, you yeah. know? Uh, and see, and you ended up with an onion you didn't want. Yeah, there, there was instead a of onion. you got a fucking you got an errant onion. Uh, so Jeff asked me why didn't I order in Spanish? Why did I order in English? And I uh, then that's where we start. That was the jumping off point. I said since I was third, I felt like the transaction was already established as an English transaction, so I didn't want to disrupt the flow. I said if I had been the first to order, I probably would have ordered in Spanish, and then you all could have changed it. These are so as someone who's not bilingual, I just find these these moments so interesting yeah. when you have to you make a decision about how you're going to navigate a situation like that language-wise. And Gus was also saying that he gets tripped up sometimes because do you say breakfast taco in English and then or, because the that's what it's... Spanish, yeah. And, and then order in Spanish or do you... Because there's not... Like breakfast taco isn't a phrase in Spanish. Right, it's, well, it's, it's not a thing. What do you mean? Breakfast tacos are like a Texas thing or like a Tex-Mex thing. I don't think you get breakfast tacos in Mexico. It's just eggs and stuff in a taco. Right, but... The phrase, the dish, breakfast taco, uh -huh. is not a thing. So say it in Spanish. It would be like un taco de almuerzo. But, which is not a thing. Right. I a, see. A taco I see. for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, do I say breakfast taco in English and then order in Spanish, or do I convert that part? Right. And it's just like, I get it. It's got to be culturally confusing because want you want to... a taco for breakfast. <laughs> with potato, egg, and cheese. Cone. Yeah. So that, it's just like lots of things like that. And then I was telling him, then we continued. I swear, this, this this podcast is not a Stinky Dragon promotion podcast, but... I'm okay if it uh, is. I like that show. So, sometimes, like, when Micah writes Tales from the Stinky Dragon, he draws a lot of names from other languages. So sometimes there's, like, German, French, Spanish. And then when we're recording lots of times, if there are Spanish names, I'll get tripped up because then mentally it's like, do I commit to pronouncing this in Spanish or do I pronounce it in English with a Spanish accent? Uh -huh. And then my brain splits the difference sometimes and I'll do 50-50 in one word or in like a string of words together and it just comes across super confusing and I end up having to like retake it because I'm not consciously thinking about it and I end up just all over the place fucking it up. Can I ask you a question? 
that uh, I'm genuinely curious about, and I hope doesn't come across as insensitive in any way. Ooh, 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 I can't wait. These are the good ones. Do you, if you could only speak in one of those two languages, oh, which one question. would you prefer? Like, which language do you like better? English or Spanish? Um, so, it, it's, it's, well, obviously, we're here in Texas, right? Or where we are in Austin. I've got to speak English all the time. You mean, like, yeah. if like I if could, you change, just had to, if you could change the world, or, like, if you could just change your environment and just say, like, I'm going to speak Spanish and everybody around me speaks Spanish, or I'll speak English and everybody around me speaks English, which is, I'm just, I'm just curious, I guess, which one you prefer. Like, which one's more fun to say? I don't know. Which one's, because I, I know sometimes you dream in Spanish, sometimes yeah. you dream, dream in English. So, like, I, like which one is, I, I guess, tickles your e subconscious English better. is way more familiar. I mean, I almost yeah. never get a chance to speak Spanish these days, so, I mean, that's going to be, like, the default go-to. I think... I, I like, there is some flexibility in Spanish I like a bit more that doesn't exist in English. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think that it's, it, it makes more sense, but I mean, I've just, I speak, I've spoken English 99% of my life. So right. that's what I'm going to stick with. I feel like a lot of the English language is pedantic, you know? And I don't know how to back that up or <laughs> well, give examples. Well, it, it's that, just a... I would say it's, it's because, I think it's because it's English is so... It's a nitpicky little language. It's so cobbled together from other languages. Yeah. Right. You know, there you've got silent letters you've got multiple words that are spelled identical but all pronounced differently i think i feel very fortunate that my parents you know when i was really young my parents first started teaching me spanish as a first language then they stopped and they switched me to english and i'm very thankful that they did that because looking at english it seems like it would be impossible to try to learn as a second language yeah they're like the rules are not super strict right there's always exceptions to rules words don't aren't always pronounced the way they look um, there's so many uh, words that, like I said, are spelled exactly the same and then pronounced different. Right. That's the thing that pisses me off about a lot of Americans who are intransigent about learning or accepting additional languages. The English language is kind of a dog shit language, right? It's kind of like a, a patchwork of languages cobbled yeah. together that's incredibly difficult to learn, that contradicts itself constantly, right? But then, like... American, most other languages, I think, make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> From a just sit down to learn it. And so anybody that speaks a different language, like Spanish or German, but also speaks English, they had a way harder road to get to those two languages than any yeah. American who's, who's a native English speaker would have trying to jump into a second language. Right. Yet Americans are so fucking bullheaded and stupid about how you should speak their language and all the other languages are inferior. But really, we have the shittiest language. And if anybody took the time to learn English, they're smarter than me because I, I didn't take the time to learn a second language. I probably couldn't because I'm a fucking dumbass, <laughs> right? So anybody that speaks two languages where English is one of them should have, I, I don't know, should have all the it's, respect in the world. It's, it's, it, 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 this touches on something I think about a lot. Like I watch, you know, whenever I watch reality TV or something and you see someone on who's not very articulate or not very eloquent it's like man that must be really frustrating mm -hmm. when it's like you have one language and you're confined to that extent by yes. it yes um, I think other languages are can also be difficult like you said you know I don't know how easy it is to pick up another language that this late in life but um, I started trying to teach myself how to read Korean a yeah. few months ago I learned how to read it basically in like two weeks and then you can learn pretty much to read anything within like a month just because it's such language wise it's a very modern language mm. and was built to be learned to read very easily i don't know what the fuck i'm saying but i can read it i can pick up like a, a korean newspaper and read it 
uh, like a little kid reading a newspaper. Like you could walk around Seoul and get around just based on reading signs and stuff. Right. Like you have enough I, familiarity. I watched uh, a Korean reality show a couple weeks ago on Netflix called Devil's Plan. Yeah. And, uh, I think you talked about that here. Yeah, and I was very happy with myself because it was like the first time where I was watching a Korean television show and as they had like the chirons on with people's names and occupation I could read everyone's name and I could read their occupations and I knew what they did oh, wow. so it helped me remember people's names like oh this guy's name is whatever and he's the actor or this woman is a singer and you know that this is her name uh, and that, I thought that was a really cool experience that's awesome yeah so if you want to try to learn one to read uh, I'd recommend uh, trying to learn to read Korean it's it's pretty easy to learn to read do you think there's something to certain people just have a knack for it or do you think it is it's just a focus and sort of thing like yes to both yeah like i think that i think there is sort of like a perseverance where you can get through and like really like learn whatever language or whatever but i have a friend who is living in japan right now but he's lived in korea he's lived in africa he's lived in colombia and he's taught english in all these places because he learned spanish and mm -hmm. he learned korean and he learned japanese and and his first language was Polish and his second language was English and he just has like a knack for this stuff yeah. and and I wonder if it is like when you learn two languages so young if that really helps because man I don't think I could learn yeah. a language right now I, to save my life I think once you have the foundation like you said yeah if you're if you're young and you get that mental flexibility I think that really helps uh open your mind up to be more receptive to things like that yeah it's interesting I do think there's a natural propensity to it like my ex-wife uh she spoke three languages and she learned she learned them uh, she learned French and German in high school and right after high school, and she was really proficient in in both of those languages. And I mean, not so much because she didn't keep up with it, but she could sit down and spend like a week paying attention to it, and then suddenly be pretty good with it again. And I guess by watching her, I learned that some people just have a natural ability that other people do not have. She had it in a way that I don't. Millie. Uh, she went to a French immersion preschool, mm -hmm. uh, not because I, I was trying to be like in a super dad or anything, but it was because it was the only preschool that was available. Um, uh, you love French. Yeah, yeah. Uh, French fries, <laughs> well, no, right? I mean, I, the idea of Millie picking up a second language was awesome, too. But the, re the reality of having a kid, like the way it works in Austin, and I, I think it works this way in most other major metropolitan areas, if you want to put your kid in preschool, you need to sign up for preschool at least three years before you have your kid because the waiting lists are ridiculous. And so I, we were able to sneak her into this French immersion school, and she did that for 40 years and was okay with French, but has never really displayed an interest or propensity for it since. Doesn't really remember anything she learned. And I know that, like, like I was even talking to Nico about this, a friend of ours who's French, yeah. and he was saying, like, the the way you learn to, to make the sounds in your mouth at an early age, she will, uh, she'll have an ability that will, she'll always be able to pick up later. Like her mouth will be able to form sounds and, and like tongue movements and stuff that you don't do in English. And that'll always, like she'll, it'll be like riding a bike. She'll be able to pick that up again at any time she wants to. But I, I watched her take Spanish. I watched her go through high school and I just don't think she's the kind of person that has that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that either wants to uh, or has it like her mother did. And I just, I just think some people are naturally gifted and others aren't. Well, I think, you know, it's also easy to not learn another language yeah. in the United yeah, I've been, States. I've been is. doing that yeah. great for <laughs> almost 40 the, years. The United States is so big. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many English speakers. Like, you know, you compare it to Europe where you have 
much smaller countries, like like states here in the United States, like much smaller countries bordering each other that speak different languages, like you're going to pick up a little bit. You're going to hear it. Uh, here, it's like you'll hear Spanish, but even Austin, I feel like, has a very small Spanish-speaking yeah. population, especially compared to like San Antonio. Um, so you, you can live your day-to-day life and not really hear it all that often. Yeah. So I think it's just a lack of exposure and a lack of that makes that that me that removes any desire or need to branch out and learn anything else. Well, also it's like even if you travel abroad, so my sink my chair keeps sinking under the ground. Uh, like I just went to Italy for three weeks or two weeks last spring, and Emily learned Duolingo. She learned Italian on Duolingo for a year before we did that. We went to Italy for two weeks. Spoke English to everybody the entire time we were there. She never even had an opportunity. Uh, it's pretty easy to be insulated as an as an English speaking American because almost everybody speaks English, right? And that's the point. Almost everybody bothered to learn our language and speaks it as well, uh, or damn near as well as people that speak it. That were born speaking it and speak it every fucking day. Uh, I just think. Americans should stop being so fucking proud of themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always the person online that writes a huge essay, and and at the very bottom they go, apologize uh, for my yeah. English. Uh, it's my, it's not my first language, and it is like the most eloquently yeah. written thing, yeah. and you go, oh, I don't even think I can write like this. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's And it's getting worse. I was, you know, there was that uh, uh, Alaska Airlines flight that, you know, Jesus. lost the door the other day. And I was reading, someone had posted about it on Reddit. I was reading it, the post this morning. And they were they were explaining that the black box, the copy voice recorder, had been overridden. What? Over yeah, it only R-I- for two hours? Over Wait. R-I-D-D-E-N. No! Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, this uh. is someone with, like, an interest in aviation who's, like, getting into this, and they don't know that it's overwritten. They, they think it's overridden. Well, dude, I mean, I'm not trying to get political, but we have Congress... People and senators who don't understand the English language and don't understand grammar. Like, read three out of every ten Marjorie Taylor Greene Twitters are crucifixions of the English language. Yeah, but she's just like me, baby. But I also wonder, you know, there's that there's that thing that people do online, which I hate, where they say, you know, if you make mistakes in your subtitling and your captioning or you make spelling mistakes, like, it drives engagement. It, and. It, it does, which it does, but that's infuriating yes. because then it like it's it reinforces that it's and it drives the wrong kind circle. of engagement. It, it does, but but when your bottom line is number get big, there's no wrong kind of engagement. Yeah, it sucks. Number get yeah. That, uh, we, I mean that's what it is. Yeah, uh, and uh, welcome uh, to uh, Anma. Numbers stay small. <laughs> yeah, good. Small but good. <laughs> small but good number. L- last week, um, before we recorded Anma. Uh, I was looking at, well, there was a Stinky Dragon social post that was going to go out a video. And uh, it was submitted for, you know, to double check the captions and everything. Because I, <laughs> I do not want to get that kind of engagement. I don't want the, the, the bad spelling or the negative engagement. And I went over that thing with the fine-toothed comb. It was like a 55-second video, but I was pausing it every, like, every time the captions changed to read everything like three times <laughs> to make sure it was all right because I didn't want to put it out with a mistake because I didn't want to drive that negative uh, engagement. Yeah. The- also, you don't want to look fucking stupid. Right. Yeah. Like, how about we just don't look stupid? Right. How about we look competent? Yeah. How about uh, we look competent when we write and speak? The reading three times thing is something that I learned. I wish I'd learned earlier, but, like, learned in college where it's... If you can read it three times and you're getting through it and you're not seeing the mistake, then great. Then there's probably not a mistake. But if you're 
seeing it the first, you're not seeing it the first time, but then you see it the second time, you're like, oh shit, oh shit. It like, it, I don't know why it just pays to read three times. Yeah, there, I, there, <laughs> there was, in fact, there was one frame in that video I was talking about where the subtitle was, you know, whatever. It was a series of words. Mm -hmm. Then it went to the next series of words. And I read it, and it was fine. Everything's fine. Then I read it a second time, and I thought, there's something weird here. Uh -huh. So I went back and looked at the previous words. It was like, oh, the last two words from that frame are the same as the first two words on this next frame. And it's like, I didn't see it the first time. But then the second time, I was like, oh, that's wrong. I learned in journalism school that there is always a mistake, that there's no such thing as a perfectly written anything. Yeah. And that a journalist uh, or an editor can always find a way to improve. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it was the most frustrating thing going through journalism school. You go through, there's a, there's a, like you go through journalism school in the army, right? And there's a lot of foundational stuff they build up and they build up. And then you get to what's called feats. And feats is features when it's you have to write levels. features. Uh, and that's when it gets hard and that's when they start dropping uh, students. Journalism school in the army, I think we've talked about this, but it's the, it had the second highest suicide rate yeah. in the military when I was in behind the air traffic controllers, which we've talked about. But it also had the second highest drop rate. Like, only about 55% of the people I, I went to journalism school with graduated. So I never expected to graduate. Because I was a C-minus student my entire life. And shit was getting hard. And they do this thing where you write your first feature, and then they, they grade-bomb it like you wouldn't believe. Like they intentionally try to... Yes. Make and they do it for the first three, right? And so I went to journalism school with a woman named Dee who had already gone through, was an army journalist, got out, worked in the private sector had some difficulty, decided to go back in, but she had been out long enough that they made her go through journalism school again, and AIT again. And so she was able to give me a lot of pointers and help me out. She got a 60 on the first feats. I got a 25. Yikes. I got the third. Out of 100? Yeah, I got the third highest grade in the class. <laughs> there were people that got like negative 70. Negative. There were like, I want to say there were maybe 21 people in my class. One person got a D, D, uh, D got a D on feats one. I got a 29. I think this, this girl I was friends with named Gina got like a 37 or something. I got a 25. And then the uh, like maybe 15 of the other 21 people got under zero. I thought this, the range was zero to 100. I didn't realize there were negative No, rates. they would go into the negatives to just to show you how bad you were, to wow. just beat the shit out of you. Like, it's a lot of what the army is. It's just like reducing you down to dog shit, you know, so you can build yourself back up or they can build you back up, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, I never thought I was going to be a journalist because I thought when everybody thought like when feats hits, you're, you're gone. And about half of the people left. Um, but anyway, that just triggered that memory, Gus talking about. So do they leave or do they get kicked out? You reclass. Like my best friend in Germany. I don't know what that means. Like, is that a voluntary thing or do they? No. So <clears throat> what happens is if you, if you wash out, if you drop out, like my best friend in the Army, a guy named Mike, who was smart enough to go through journalism school, but he had some personal problems in his outside of Army life that distracted him and he just wasn't able to focus. And so what happens is if you fail out, they, you go back to a recruiter and they go, okay, you're still in the Army. You still have a four and a half year commitment. Where do you want to go? And then you figure out what you're going to do next. He became a cartographer. A lot of people went to work in the mailroom. Some people reclassed into infantry or, like, supply. Just all over, anywhere. But, yeah, when I was—it may not be the case anymore, but when I was in the Army, I think, like, 58% of the people who went through journalism school passed. And the rest had to go do other shit in the Army if they didn't make it. Wow. Yeah. That's a—yeah, that's a—that's a—that's brutal. They don't fuck around. They really don't. And so, yeah, I think I started with 48 people— Graduated twenty one. Do you is what I remember. 
you feel like you learned a lot doing that though right an intense amount yeah yeah, yeah. i don't remember any of it now <laughs> I was, you guys were talking about editing and reading over something yeah. three times and i was trying to remember the process with which i mark stuff up and because i would read it more than three times and there was like a there was like an order you would go through when you were looking for certain things and i just it's all gone all that memory is gone and i, I couldn't do it to save my life now but um but yeah i i you, I, I learned a tremendous amount of stuff that stuck with me while i used it but yeah you flush all that shit down the toilet as soon as you leave. Well, it's, also, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got out of the Army in 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a great year. I don't know how shaving works for you, but I've got really thick, coarse facial hair, and I cannot use cheap, disposable plastic razors. Uh, I guess when my facial hair first came in, it was like something I could use. and uh, But just as time has gone on, I don't know. I've got a really thick beard. It's like sandpaper. Uh, so anytime I try to use... One of those cheap razors, inevitably, uh, I get cut, I get nicks. It's it's just not a pleasant experience at all. I really need a good, sturdy razor to handle this monstrosity on my face. Uh, that's why I think you got to meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the International Space Station and Mars Rover. Now they're bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades are like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble. The more wobble, the more Nyx cuts its grapes. A bad shave isn't a blade problem, it's an extension problem. By using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of a human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. The Henson razor works with standard dual-edge blades that give you the old-school shave with the benefits of new-school tech. Once you own a Henson razor, it's only about 3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. I've been using the Henson Blade for a while now. It's made things so much better for me. Uh, It's really smooth. I don't worry about nicks or cuts. It feels really solid. And I really can't believe how cheap it is to pay for the entire year of blades. Um, It's great. And I don't feel like I'm sacrificing on quality, even with that low price. It's really a fantastic top-tier shave. Uh, It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit hensonshaving.com slash anma. Pick the razor for you. Use code anma. You'll get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Make sure you add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to h-e-n-s-o-n-s-h-a-v-i-n-g.com slash anma and use code anma. I don't know if you've seen this. The Alamo, speaking of '98, the Alamo's doing like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Cute. anniversary movies. Like I think they're starting January, February with, they're playing movies that released in '99, so like 25 year anniversary. Oh, that's movies. awesome. Um, and they're doing, I don't remember '99, 2004, some '89. Uh, yeah, they're they're picking like I think like three or four years to do like throwback. They're calling it Alamo Time Capsule, and the first one is '99, and mm-hmm. it is Iron Giant. In the Matrix, and then they also have '94. Wow, Jesus Christ! They're showing like Lion King. Wow, they're showing like all this old Disney stuff too. This is great. I think that like the time capsule is also showing Rushmore. Yeah, Toy Story two. That's crazy. I meant to. I saw this before we recorded last week, and I meant to bring it up to tell you all if you're gonna if you want to buy any tickets or anything. I'm going to. I've already like got tickets to a few different shows for a few different movies. What are you What are you gonna get? I'm not gonna say because. Oh come on, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> there's like there's like a lot of stuff like stuff that I wouldn't expect either. Like election, 
which is I think a so, beloved movie now, but when it came out, it was pretty panned. Yeah, so that's a uh, that's oh, an Gus, Ale- Gus is gonna go see Fight Club. <laughs> you know me. Yeah, Alexander. I saw Fight Club by myself when I saw it in the theater. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was uh, he was smoking cigarettes in the back, and he was it, nodding and going, "That's me." Alexander. So uh, Elections, uh, an Ale- a movie that was directed by Alexander Payne, who oh. is actually one of my. Oh, is that the Matthew Broderick film? Favorite directors. Yeah. Yeah. And um, isn't he, that movie about sleeping with high school students? Well, no, not well, not really. Isn't like the f- I just remember Matthew uh, the guy talking about Reese so, Witherspoon and saying her pussy is so wet. I'm not here to talk about election. I'm here to talk about Alexander. And I Payne. think she was in high school. <laughs> so he also he's directed many movies, which are which are great, <laughs> including The Holdovers, which just yes. won uh, a couple of Golden Globes for acting performances uh-huh. for Paul Giamatti and yeah, yeah. Um, the woman who plays the cook. I can't remember Divine. I don't remember her last name, uh, which I saw a couple weeks ago. It is it's a great movie. It, it's one of those movies you watch and you say they don't make them like that anymore. Like they totally adopt the movie set in 1971, and they adopted the aesthetic that's like this movie could have come out in 1971, okay, cool. uh, and they really like leaned into it. And it's even the story. You know, nowadays it's like everything's this grandiose story. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on. It's it's a this sounds like an insult, but it's a small story, which yeah. is fine. It's good. It's a it's a small story that's told really well. Uh, it's really like this is the holdovers. Yeah, the holdovers. Yeah. Really. Great character work, you know. I think Paul Giamatti and uh, Divine. Sorry, I don't remember her last name. Both deserved the Golden Globe. They were fantastic performances. The other uh, lead, Dominic. I think his name's Dominic Sessa. Maybe he's like his first time acting. I don't know why he didn't get nominated too. He did a, a great job in his role. Uh, highly recommend it if you're like, if you're really. It's it's a movie person's movie. Okay. It's not like you're gonna go watch a blockbuster or eat a bunch of popcorn. It's really. It's it's really. Just made for like the love love of film. Okay, can I recommend something I just started last night that I've immediately fallen in love with? You guys may be well aware of already. Have you guys seen Dark Winds at all? No, I mean, I've seen the commercial. It's an Holy AMC show, right? Holy shit, that show is good, fucking good. And the thing that triggered it about you reminded me. It takes place in the seventies, and so, uh, but it's on like an Indian reservation. So there's a lot of like driving around. I th- it's either in New Mexico or Arizona because they mentioned Flagstaff a bunch. I think it's New Mexico, it but they're. They drive around the desert a lot, and so there's a lot of, like, GMC Jimmys and, mm-hmm. like, El Camino. Mm-hmm. Well, El Camino, not for the desert, but, like, just old 70s period cars that are so fun to watch. And it's so easy to get, like, sucked in to that time, I guess, because they do such a good job of displaying it. But also, it's a phenomenal show, and you should watch it. It's been kind of for like, a few seasons now, right? I think it just got picked up for season three. Okay. Season one and two are out. It was actually very difficult to watch. Uh, it said it was available on Amazon Prime if I bought AMC Plus through it, so I did. And they only had season two available. It just said season one unavailable for some reason. So I had to cancel that and then go over, right? And the only reason I started watching it there is because I watched the first episode for free on, like, Paramount Plus or somewhere else, but it didn't have more available. And so then I just had to download AMC Plus and then buy it by AMC Plus so I could watch it, which I guess I should have done from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I just, like, my buddies told me about it. Like, they watched it on Amazon. So I was like, yeah, I'll just figure it out that way. But uh, anyway, it's really, 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 really good. It's kind of uh, like supernatural, twin peaky a little bit, but darker and less, it's not silly at all. Windier. A lot of, yeah, it's really, it's really, really good. I'm only two episodes in, so I don't, I don't know <laughs> so too far, much so about good. it. So far, so good. There was a. I hear it gets better. There was a, a joke. I know I, I mentioned this all the time to you guys. I'm I'm, I'm watching all of the episodes of The Simpsons. I'm on like season thirty right now, 
there was a joke a couple episodes ago where like they're talking to some network executive and he's talking about how he's like revealed cable TV's master evil master plan which is just to fool people into thinking that there are shows that exist that they could watch but that don't actually exist and uh, he's just like royal pains you know what you have, have you do you know anyone who's ever seen that show it doesn't exist and then homer's like but it's on the usa network and the executive says the usa network hasn't existed since the 90s <laughs> it's just like this illusion of all these shows you've heard of and when you're talking about dark winds it's what it makes you think of like it's a show i'm aware of i've seen commercials for it but i've never seen it and i've never talked to anyone who who's ever watched it there's just so many shows out there mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to for stuff to get lost it really is like that's that's how i found it actually is we're caught up or through everything wow. that we want to watch right now with the exception of slow horses everybody keeps telling me slow horses is good we watched the first episode it was fine but i just not fe- not mm. feeling it not feeling like watching it right now and so we were just going through just mindlessly browsing and then dark finally landed on dark winds that, i'm so glad i did that's one of the reasons i i, I still watch award shows like the golden globes mm-hmm. or the emmys or whatever it's simpsons like, won right um i think it won the best animated wasn't on the on the broadcast if okay. they did but um I tried just to see like what's winning awards, like maybe that's something I can watch. Like that's how I started watching Breaking Bad. Like I was aware of it, and, and then I knew like Shannon had a bit role on it, and then it won yeah. a bunch of awards. And I was like, oh, maybe I should give Breaking Bad a try. And it was like in season two or something, and I was like, oh, this is, it's a really good show. Yeah, there were a bunch of like dramatic miniseries or whatever that they showed, and Emily and I were like, we haven't seen any of these, and they all look shitty. Like we didn't want to watch any yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a thing. I like it was seriously. It was like, oh. Oh, uh, the only one that looked good was like, oh, Fargo, I forgot. We used to watch Fargo. We'd try that. But everything else just looked completely uninteresting. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, that's uh, We're spoiled. It's a lot of choice. I think, of choice. I think at this point it is a lot of choice, Yeah, right? we're yeah. spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have access to everything, you know, in a way that we didn't used to. I, uh... Recently, been watching like a lot of music videos, like just putting on like a channel that's like, here's just 80s music videos. Nice. And just like kind of like letting them go. And, uh... I remember when that was just uh, how you did it. That was it. There was a whole yeah. network for that. It was just uh, or two. That was, <laughs> <laughs> it was just this was it. This was the whole thing. Going back to it feels good, and then it starts repeating, and you go, oh, "I don't want to see these again." Yeah. I uh, I did something similar the other day where Hulu. I don't know if it's just Hulu or Hulu Plus, but Hulu has these Vivo channels. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I popped on one of those, and it was just B52s videos, yeah. and I forgot how entertaining they were just to watch. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, what is that song? Uh, Mercury. Uh, what is that song? What? Well, it begins with a kiss. Rome? Yeah, Rome. That's it. Can you believe I got that? No, I thought you were talking about the Killers, Mr. Brightside. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Rome, that Rome music video is so fun it's, to watch. It's, it's also like nine minutes. It long. is. It's it's very long. Wild, but yeah. you forget just how entertaining music videos were. They were artists. Artists. And how making, much fun they were. Yeah, artists making something. Well, yeah. That's that, cool. There was that renaissance of music videos in like the late 90s where it was like Spike Jones, yes. Michelle yep. Gondry, yep. like making these like absolutely wild fucking music videos. And I feel like that was like the last hurrah. That was the last gasp. And then like the internet blew up and kind of came along and then it just really wasn't as big of a deal anymore. You know, an interesting thing about it too is, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but I listen to a ton of music. Eric, you know, we have our little music episodes when Gus takes his breaks. And uh, I listen to more music than I ever have or as much as I ever have. And the death of the music video, even with social media, because I'm not big on social media, uh, I realize now I don't know what musicians I listen to look like. Mm. I really like. I, I listen to uh, this lady, Tierra Whack. I've never seen her. I'm a huge fan of this guy, drug dealer. I have no clue what he looks like. He's on the because street. I don't see because <laughs> I don't see 
music videos anymore. You know, I don't get to see Fred Schneider belting it out. Yeah, it's crazy too. Um, I tweeted about it recently, but like Lady Gaga's like first couple music videos are shot in standard definition. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, wow, they're shot in stand, and it's not like they're old. It's twenty. 10, 2009, something like that. That's just what it was. Yeah. That was standard. Standard definition was just, that was it. HD took a long time to take a off. A long it was... time, and then we finished. Yeah. It feels like we did HD, and then everyone went, well, this will just take us through the end of time, I think. Yeah. That's like when you go back and you watch a movie from 2006 or 2007. Like, I think uh, Bewitched I saw on TV a while back. Holy and uh, And you go... They have four three TVs on yeah. set. Yeah. Like this doesn't feel that's Will that's Will Ferrell. This yeah. doesn't feel like that long ago. Yeah. It, it's weird that some of the like that movie is probably shot on film. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, like a It's myth. like Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman and yeah. Bewitched was the Bewitched movie was probably shot on film. Probably. That's fucking That means it'll be nuts. preserved for future generations and no matter uh, what the resolution we it's, move to. It's crazy when you watch movies that like move to digital and there was just like this little span of like this looks fucking bad and then all of a sudden it was like oh never mind it looks the same. Yeah. Now. We got, we got there. Yep. Should we tell stories about where we are? Ooh, yeah. We're, uh, I mean, sure, we're like in, uh, it's Radio East, but we're down in way southeast we're the, Austin. Uh, we're like are we close to the paintball woods? The, mm, They'd be yeah, back. we are actually. It would They'd be, be just over there, over I that think? way a little bit. Yeah. yeah, we used to play Bernie and Gus and I. Uh -huh. By, work to the text by play, it was like that's when we tried to see if we could Liked stand getting yeah. shot. Remember or not? you yeah. guys talking about that? It was right over here. Uh huh. And it sucks. Um, the Gus mentioned the parking lot right over there where Bernie met us at one in the morning to yell at us. It was uh, behind the building where we eventually housed the Rooster Teeth servers. They're not there anymore. It's all in the cloud. <laughs> the parking lot where Bernie yelled at us at one it in was, the morning. It was right over there. It was. We were driving by it. Guess went, Oh, you see where that excavator is? Right behind that. And Jeff went, How do you fucking remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me because even looking back at it now, it's like, bold move. <laughs> bold move to yell at two guys in a parking lot at one in the morning who don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you think I don't give a fuck now, man? You should have known you me when I was in my twenties. You should have seen us when we didn't give a fuck then. It's like, man, that could have gone. That could have gone a lot of ways. <laughs> Um, the call center's not too far down the road, too. Uh, that mermaid's hot tub rental I used to talk about was also right, down, right around the corner over here. Oh, shit! Uh, <laughs> Jeff spit out a tooth, maybe? Let's talk about ice. Let's talk about mermaids. Gus used to go there all the time. I think I think we, shut up. <laughs> I, think, I think we mentioned we it on mentioned the show before, before, and I think that's the exact joke that Jeff told yeah. last time. Well, it's just kind of, that's just my memory. I just remember him. Uh, like, what are you doing tonight? He's like, oh, I'm going to swing by Mermaid. <laughs> shut the hell up. Uh, there was a place down from there called Happy Taco. We used to always get our breakfast tacos oh, from. Oh, Christ. Uh, man, I, I look every now and then. Jeff's chair is sinking. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, every now and then, I... I I know it'll be impossible, but every now and then I look to see if I can find a Happy Taco shirt online. Oh, that'd be awesome! Because oh, like the it was always the same woman who worked there, but it had like it just said like Happy Taco and like uh, this like flocked lettering, and then under it was like a side view of a taco that was smiling, had like little arms and legs. I was like, oh man, it was adorable. It was it was really adorable. I, I would I would love to have a Happy Taco shirt. It sucks when you can't find stuff like that. Like I uh, was mentioning you guys in the car earlier. I watched Hello Dolly for the first time over the weekend. It's one of Emily's favorite musicals, and I'm not a musical guy. Absolutely loved it. Barbara Streisand was phenomenal in it. Michael Crawford was awesome. Uh, but in that like that whole movie centers around a restaurant called Harmonia Gardens. Uh -huh. It is fictional. 
but it's like the point of the movie is getting her to Harmonia Gardens, kind of. And the whole movie, it kind of like happens in that. It's, they're in that restaurant for like thirty minutes, of the, forty minutes of the movie, right? Um, and I thought, because Emily's birthday's coming up, and I feel safe saying this on the podcast because she doesn't listen to this podcast, I don't think. Uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to get her something from Harmonia Gardens, like mm-hmm. a T-shirt or like something cute, tchotchke that she'll be like. This shows I pay attention and I care and I love her and I'm thinking outside the box. So I started looking. No luck. I can't find Harmonia Garden shit anywhere. And you would think a movie as big as that, uh-huh. and it being such a central piece, like Etsy or somewhere, eBay would have some sort of a something. You know? Nothing. That's Nothing. wild. So if you know of any Harmonia Gardens, yeah, like merch, a let me know. Yeah, just yeah. start looking up funny girl merch or something, man. You're- yeah, she likes, she likes, she doesn't like Barbara Streisand, she likes Hella Doll. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. I thought maybe there was like a crossover. I don't know if she dislikes Barbara Streisand. She probably loves Barbara Streisand's character, Dolly. I've yeah. never seen the movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah. It's, uh, it, she's basically like a matchmaker who goes to Yonkers mm-hmm. to try to land a rich, like, store owner and in the process helps a bunch of other people fall in love. Why are all these m- movies set in Yonkers? I guess Yonkers was the place to be back then. Because like guys know. and dolls also, right? It's mm-hmm. like they're going to Yonkers. That's yeah, I think Yonkers I only know must that have been a, Yonkers must have been a hot spot. I was reading about it. They didn't actually film Hello Dolly in Yonkers because it was too modern. They filmed it in the city of Garrison, New York, because it looked old timey and Victorian, which makes me want to go to Garrison, New York. It must be right by the Hudson because it's like well, right the water. It's gorgeous. Garrison, New York, probably doesn't look like that anymore. You have to find another. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, probably not. The movies yeah. came out in '69, but. <laughs> They might have updated Garrison. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Who yeah, knows? but I mean, the, all the old Victorian architecture and the buildings and the mm-hmm. cute little town square probably looks the same. Yeah, I mean, think? it's all the same around here. This is not the You can't compare. What do you think this place looked like in 1969? <laughs> I bet mean, it was nothing out <laughs> What did it look like in 2004? What the fuck was this? this was is this a big empty lot. parking lot? Probably, no, this was a... This is probably a field. A field. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we should probably talk about here. And then we talk about the coffee and everything. We walked in... There's a front. There's a huge, there's a big parking lot on the side. We walk into the front. There's a few food trucks and everything. And it looks really cool when you walk up. Super just like, oh, wow, really nice. And you walk in, you get a cup of coffee and everything. And I said, oh, we got to go out back. The back of this place is like a football field. It's so fucking big back here. And there's nothing yeah. back here. The- it stops halfway. Yeah. And then it's just, a, I guess you have, like, your dog run around in the corner over here? Or your kid or something. The tech support company we used to work at moved over here. I recognize this road name. Really? I don't know if they're still there, but, yeah, they moved to, like, They're over, a different name there. now, right? T&I yeah. or something else, huh? They, wow, that's crazy. They were, they were. I don't know if they're still here, but, like, I just recognize this road. Like, I know where we are now because there was nothing here before. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a place you guys would have been at a lot. Right? Yeah, I think if this existed back then, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They got a, a place to drink coffee and booze. Yeah. It's much the same way we talked about how if Annie's Day and Night existed yeah. on Riverside uh, and we lived over there. Which? <laughs> Closed I think, down. I think yeah. Annie's Day and Night rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, it's on the Austin subreddit like last week that uh, they got locked out for non-payment of rent. Our, uh, unfortunately, our podcast has uh, lived long enough to see a lot of the places we've frequented it, go under. It keeps like, happening. Uh, all gimmicks is gone, but yeah. it's coming back, supposedly. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, Maybe if our numbers were big, we could help these places stay afloat. Yeah, I mean, we better start misspelling some shit and making people <laughs> mad, baby. They, they have some hot takes. Welcome to Amna Podcast. <laughs> Annie's Day and Night didn't make it. Wee's the... Medi- uh, cozy Kitchen? Cozy, Wee's Cozy Kitchen closed down. They're moving, though. They but said they, they don't even location. have a new location yeah, yet. Yeah. Move it, like Liberty Lunch was moving, and they didn't have a new location. Yeah. And uh, last time I checked, they're still moving and looking for a new location. That's not a good sign. They should come out here. Oh, interesting. Uh... It looks like All Gimmicks was doing pop-up stuff for a little bit in a couple different places. I got a pop-up so, blocker on, though. 
So maybe there's still, maybe All Gimmicks is still around. All Gimmicks, let us know. Let us know where you are. Where are you? Yeah, where are you? Maybe not this moment because I'm already drinking a coffee. Uh, Coffee's pretty good here. Yeah. Um, Plus, I mean, I can't fault this place. Got a Veracruz. Got a little QR code you can order and pay here. Mm -hmm. I'm all about it. What did you think of, I mean, the music's so fucking loud. Uh, We are far away from it, and you might still be able to hear it. Don't need that much music at 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning. No, no. um, Not unless I get to pick it. They got, like, (laughs) a playground with one thing on it. Yes. Like the little... A little half a half, a half dome, dome thing that you can crawl can around crawl. on, but they have a bunch of fire pits back here. There's even more chairs. There's, There's a, a stage. stage. There's a airstream behind the yeah. stage that's there, locked uh, off. You can't get to patio. All yeah. this stuff. I'd only been here before with some friends who uh, we just came for drinks, and I'm like, oh, this place opened, and it's sort of equidistant from where we all are, and um, we just came for a couple of drinks, and it was like, what the like, what the fuck is this place? Couldn't believe. How much real estate there is here? Well, yeah, um, there's nothing. <laughs> but it is the first time I've had the coffee here. Um, Jeff, what did you think of your coffee? You got the iced coffee. That's fine. Eight. Yeah. Eight flat. Eight even. Probably w- w- similar to what I gave Radio. Yeah. Prime or whatever mm-hmm. they call just, that one. Just fi- just fine. Is it is an eight? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's an eight. It's not like it's. It just seems, it seems so, like great, it seems like great inflation. So so incredible. No, it's like it, it's so incredible. An like, eight, like a B, just is fine like, is like seven. No, 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 no. In Austin, a B is just fine. The the quality is so high. This is this would be the best cup of coffee in Gross Point, Michigan. I, I I will say I think, I think a B in Austin is your it's flying colors. Yeah, I, they, that's really good. <laughs> it's really that's sort of the quality. Maybe we should reset the benchmark quality and the bar that we're talking about. It's an eight out of ten, <laughs> which is just fine. That's fine. What did you think? I see why Bernie got so mad at you now. Yeah. <laughs> to fucking he was yell mad at you. He was mad at you. <laughs> he was mad at you. He was mad at him. He was mad at both of us. Uh, <laughs> it's weird how you're always a package deal, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the names both start with G. It's really confusing. One of he had less tattoos back then. <laughs> it made more sense. True. Uh, oh, that dark hair. <laughs> this is a really good cup of coffee. This is an eight. Yeah. Why? Well, <laughs> you know what? I think uh, I really enjoy this. It's cooled down a little bit, so I can uh, taste more of the flavor and everything. I give this, I, I really like this cup of coffee. I give this an eight. <laughs> this is exa- How about this? This is exactly what I expected it to be. Oh my God. I expected an eight, and I got an eight, and that's just fun. That's and, and, and hey, man, that makes it a ten. Yeah. <laughs> eight out of eight, ten out of ten. That was, it's Garrett, Garrett Hunter from Mega 64 saying, oh, dude, that movie, four out of five stars. The perfect movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, well, I don't want to like it too much. Then I have to like buy it on DVD. So four out of five, <laughs> the perfect movie. Oh my god! Awesome. And so eight out of ten. A true peek into the lunacy of someone's <laughs> mind. Uh, it is. It's really. I really like the coffee here. I really like the drinks here too. And then, dude, you got. So there's pizza, also, and then there's Veracruz, so you can get tacos, and it's just a great. It's a great little spot yeah. where if you're out, I don't know why the fuck you would be out this way. You're but checking on your servers. If you just got off a plane <laughs> and you're you're heading west from the airport and you tell your Uber driver, I'll just pull over here real quick. Yeah. Uh, that's this they place. They love that. Yeah. Or if you live in those apartments across the street that yeah, they just but, built. You know, when we uh, moved our servers to that location over here, they used to be housed out in Sacramento. And uh, I had to fly out to Sacramento Unplug all the servers, load them into a car I rented, then drive them all oh from God. Sacramento to Austin. What? And then I pulled in here like after midnight, like three in the morning, and had to come to this location, 
unload them all from my car, put them in the rack, plug them all in, and then turn the website back on. Turn the website back on. Like I had, I had bought one server, put it in here, duplicated the database. That way, in case I got into a crash, we wouldn't lose anything. Uh, then just drove all the web servers and our old database over and then plugged them all in here, like in the middle of the fucking night. I turn the website back on. I think How I long did it take you? It took. I, I, I took my time. I didn't want to like. I didn't want it to be that brutal. It, it took me three days to get here. Mm. Uh, I stopped in Vegas and Alamogordo on the way here. Mm. Uh, slept there and then uh, did that last trip. That last trip from Alamogordo to Austin was brutal. And then I couldn't even go home. I had to come. I came straight here. And then immediately got to work setting all that shit up. It fucking sucked. I uh, put like a we're offline page up. <laughs> Be back soon. How many <laughs> how many times in your professional life at Rich Teeth, and let's say the first ten years, because probably didn't happen much after this, did you get off a plane and go no matter what time of day or day and just go straight to work and then work probably twelve to fifteen hours? It sucked a lot, a lot, almost a, like half a the time, yeah. right? Yeah, that's was the brutal. worst. It's a lot of work. Well, now we're making a podcast about drinking coffee, so, yeah. you know, so put in the long hours, and better, here we are. Better early than never. Hey, man, that's, that's early, what early's the new late. Uh, Buy you a fucking could, shirt, you, you cretin. You grab the shirt, <laughs> store at richardsteeth.com. Uh, Gus is wearing our, our brim know, shirt. shirt. I love the color of the so brim. It's so throwback. It's awesome. But we should get into an anarchy question. Wrap Let's do this it. thing up. This is from... <sighs> This is on the uh, subreddit, r slash Anima Podcast, which we don't run. Uh, you can also send us questions at Anima Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. But this is from J underscore YL underscore underscore N. Okay. Jillian. Oh, that's pretty good. That's probably, hopefully, what that is. Hopefully. Uh, you guys heard about the total solar eclipse passing on April 8th? Yeah. I just booked a flight to come visit, see the eclipse. I can imagine the absolute madness of traffic is going to be around the center. Uh, do you have any plans to go out and see it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know it's happening near here. I haven't made any plans yet. One of the, I don't know. I'm not saying this is what I'm going to do, but I thought it would be cool to be flying when that happened and then oh, just wow. try to follow it. So I, I might run a plane and then try to follow along the eclipse path and see it as long as possible. Because we're right. We're, we're really right. close yeah, to yeah. the I mean, we just went it. through it in, what was that, December? No, yeah, October. but this is... Because you were over at my house, right? Yeah, but now we're in the path of the total. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it was damn close, the other one. This one is like, we're like right on the cusp. Yeah. Look, if you're in San Marcos, you're not quite in it. Yeah, I think if you go like a little west, like not quite Fredericksburg, you'll be like right in the center. If you head up to Waco and then check out Chip and Joanna, uh, then you'll be <laughs> right, you know, and then they can, they'll be on their pedestal. Uh, they'll probably ring the gong like 10 times to signify something and then the, the, well, the eclipse yeah. happens and we follow our knees and Every, praise. Everyone in Waco thinks that they they, they cause the eclipse. Yeah, they yeah. summoned the eclipse. I, bless, uh, bless. So... <laughs> My trucking buddies are very excited about it. Uh -huh. And so I'm just going to do whatever they do. Okay. Like, they're going to plan something, and I'll just be along for the ride. That's what I meant. Burn Dog's dog. Yeah, Burn Dog, is a, Burn dog and Antonio are real excited about eclipses. Mm -hmm. And so that's, like, a big thing to them. So. Do you think any politicians will stare straight at it again? I hope so. Oh, I'm, I'm staring <laughs> at it fucking Trump-style, baby. I'm looking at everyone looking at glasses, and then me looking straight up at the sun, glaring at it. What the fuck happened with the weather today? It's, it's like, hot. It's hot now. Yeah. I brought a jacket I took my jacket me. off. I yeah. think it's going to get cold later, but it's, it is. it's fucking hot right now. Yeah. It's brutal. Um, another question that we had. Let me see if I can track this one down real quick. While you're looking for that, yeah. I got a question via the uh, So All Right email oh, the other day that I've been cool. meaning to read. I, I, uh, speaking of getting questions, someone messaged me on LinkedIn. 
what the fuck? About, well, about don't do Edinburgh, that. Which was fucking weird. This is from a guy named Chris, the pissed punk. Uh, he said, hey, Jeff, I was wondering if you, Eric, or Gus have ever tried white coffee. It's basically only half-roasted coffee beans, so they have a lot more caffeine, less bitter, burnt flavor, and a very nutty flavor. Thank you for reading this. Have you ever? I've never heard of it. Have I've you? never had. I've never had white coffee. I, the only thing I could think of is that it's flat white, but it seems like I just looked it up. It just it looks like it's just a um, like a like a less roasted bean. Yeah, I've never um, had pink chicken either. I mean, there there's certain things. Oh, well, I've had pink chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, my choice. The answer, Chris, is no. But thank you for asking. Yeah, well, maybe if we out. have an opportunity. Oh, well, I have a buddy who's a roaster here. Uh, I can ask him about it. Tell see him if to it's do something we try. Have to have to work. Yeah, he just gave me. Uh, he roasts for lamp. We should go to lamp post. Uh, he roasts for lamp post. And he gave me um, a batch that he just did that they were like really like cupping and mulling over like the flavor profiles and everything. And it's crazy how much goes into coffee and how it costs three fifty to yeah. get a cup. Yeah. And there are like there aren't a lot of beans that are grown in the U.S. They come from somewhere else, yeah. and they have to get over here, and then they get over here, and they have to hang out, and then after hanging out, they have to get roasted, and they have to get mulled over, and you have to keep roasting, and then you send it to a shop, and then once it's at a shop, somebody has to break it down and make it into something else, and then people go, why is this $5? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. I can't, for those, I never thought about how much goes into coffee. It's like, wow, that that, uh, that cup of coffee you're drinking literally came from the top of a mountain in Guatemala. Yes, ex exactly. Made its way all the way to your fucking dumbass lips. Yep, yeah. yep. And, and then you put a bunch of cream and sugar in it, and you go, that's fine. It's delicious. Yeah, yum! My favorite, ooh, this one tastes like sugar cookies. That's <laughs> why I don't put shit in my coffee. Yeah, I black black well, coffee's the way to go. Listen, I, if, I, you want, I, if you want to start drinking coffee, drink it however you want, but... I advise you to get on black coffee as soon as possible. Well, I think that's the reason we all don't put anything in our coffee for this podcast. If we're going to talk about the coffee, yeah, you want to talk about the coffee uh, and not about all the shit you're putting in it. A little audio texture. Uh, sounds like a paintball accident out in the yeah. woods. Uh-oh. Um, well, if you want to send us... I mean... It, Let's get out of here. It's hot. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm cooking now. If you want to send us a question, you can. At Anima Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. R slash Anima Podcast, the subreddit we don't run, but we do participate in. So go find us there. Um, go to, uh, what is it, anarchymeanything.com. Well, not yet. i got to make something. And then assign our guest book. Well, well like, I'm busy today. <laughs> Join our... our well, this doesn't do they, for a week. Do they still fine. make guest books? Join our web ring. <laughs> I, should make a, I should make a web ring with Rooster Teeth and ask him to put yeah. us in that's, their web ring. God, that's such a fuck. You scroll the bottom of the website and say, join our web ring, and it's I can, just them I can and put, us. I can put Black Box down on there because I have that one, too. Fuck, that's so cool. I love it. This is great. Join our web ring. Uh, any final thoughts for the folks at home? Um, the guy, Being come visit the the fucking eclipse in a couple months. Yeah, come It'll check cool. it out. Go to all the places we talked about. Tell them tell them Anima sent you. If yeah, they, you they if you don't come either. and check out these coffee shops around town yeah. in seventeen or thirty episodes, we're gonna have to give a little update saying they went out of business. And that's a bummer. <laughs> Not to Eric, he loves it. He's laughing his ass off. This is funny. It's miserable. All right, bye. bye.